0: congregation, I invite you to stand. Our service begins with a responsive reading of Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses.
1: Through of my and for, my sin.
0: for I know my offenses and my sin is ever before me. Indeed, I was born steeped in wickedness, a sinner from my mother's womb.
1: Indeed, you in truth deep within me, and with no wisdom deep within.
0: Remove my sins with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be purer than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness, that the body broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my wickedness. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me.
1: Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with your
0: mouthful spirit. Let me teach your ways to offenders, and sinners shall be restored to you.
1: Rescue me from bloodshed, O God, of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness.
0: O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a troubled and broken heart, O God, you will not despise. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, you hate nothing you have made, and you forgive the sins of all who are penitent. Create in us new and honest hearts, so that truly repenting of our sins, we may receive from you, the God of all mercy, full pardon and forgiveness through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
2: A reading from Joel. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, it is near. A day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Like blackness spread upon the mountains, a great and powerful army comes. Their like has never been from of old, nor will be again after them in ages to come. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her canopy. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep. Let them say, Spare your people, O Lord, and do not make your heritage a mockery, a byword among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples, Where is their God? The word of the Lord.
1: Be to God.
2: A reading from 2 Corinthians. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As we work together with him, we urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain, for he says, At an acceptable time I have listened to you, and on a day of salvation I have helped you. See, now is the acceptable time. See, now is the day of salvation. We are putting no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we have commended ourselves in every way through great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left in honor and dishonor in ill repute and good repute we are treated as impostors and yet are true as unknown and yet are well known as dying and see we are alive as punished and yet not killed as sorrowful yet always rejoicing as poor yet making many rich as having nothing and yet possessing everything the word of the lord amen god
0: Gospel according to St. Matthew. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, will reward you do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither rotten where neither moth nor rust consume and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will also be the gospel of our lord Praise Praise you, I invite you to be seated In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Well, this year, starting tonight on Ash Wednesday and continuing through our midweek Lenten services into Holy Week and into Easter, I would like to focus my preaching on the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is so central to our worship. We use this prayer in every service. We use it in our meetings. We use it in various stages of life. I hope that you use it in your daily prayer as well. Luther includes it in his small catechism with the Ten Commandments and the Apostles' Creed as one of the central things that every Christian ought to know. In fact, the Lord's Prayer was considered so sacred in the early centuries of the church that it was not even taught to converts until after they were baptized. It is considered sacred and intimate to both the individual Christian and to the church as a whole. Luther writes that it must be central to the Christian life because it's the prayer that we know for a fact God will hear. We can have full confidence that when we pray the Lord's Prayer with our hearts in it, that the Lord hears it and answers it because Jesus himself told us to pray it. He gave us the very words. So tonight, as we begin to look at the Lord's Prayer, we'll turn our focus to that opening address, Our Father, Who Art in Heaven. On Ash Wednesday of all days, I think it's appropriate to turn our focus to God as our Father. Ash Wednesday reminds us that our true hope is that God is our Father and that we are truly dependent on Him for all things. As creatures, creatures who were formed from the soil of the earth, creatures who because of our sinfulness will return to that very soil, right? they're simply goodness in beginning our prayer by acknowledging who God is for us. God is our Father. And the importance of that fact is understood even in our prayer of the day that we began our service with. We prayed, Almighty and ever-living God, you hate nothing you have made. God hates nothing he has made. He is truly a Father to us whom he has made. He does not hate us. He is not even indifferent to us. No, he actively wills good for us. He loves us. He wants us to live in the confidence to know that he will fully provide for us. Again, Luther says that God has given us the Lord's Prayer because God wants to attract us so that we can come to believe that he truly is our Father, so that we can ask boldly and with complete confidence, just as loving children ask their loving Father for gifts. Addressing God as our Father is a statement of our complete dependence on Him. Of course, we're all tempted to believe that we are independent, autonomous creatures, right? that we believe that we can take care of ourselves, we can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, we can, like Frank Sinatra, do it our way because we know best. But Ash Wednesday reminds us that we're only going to go so far with this thinking. In the end, all of us, will return to the ground. You will die, and you have no control over that. In beginning to recognize that truth, that you're a mortal creature, you begin to recognize that you are truly dependent on God. There is much in your life and about your life that's entirely out of your control. Where do you turn when things then are out of your control? Well, we must turn to our Father. Father. We must turn to him with the confidence that he loves us. And this is why God wants us to pray. Again, Luther writes, God wants you to lament, to express your needs and concerns, not because he is unaware of them, but so that you may kindle your heart to stronger and greater desires and open up your arms to receive many things. In other words, we cannot open ourselves up to God completely until we come to learn that we are dependent on him for all things. I've seen this play out in various stages with my own children, especially in that toddler preschool stage, right? They would all get in their mind that they were going to do something on their own, and no matter what, they were going to figure it out without any help at all, right? They were going to get dressed on their own, tie their own shoes. They're going to open a door by themselves, open up their snack by themselves or whatever. And when they couldn't do it, what happened? Well, There were tears, there was frustration, there was throwing yourself on the floor and kicking your feet. Yet, if they had merely just been willing to receive a little help, they could have accomplished what they wanted. And this is true for us as well. We have to learn to rely on God for everything. And so that's what the ashes that we're going to receive on our forehead are all about. The ashes are supposed to be a reminder that you are to turn to God for all of your needs. You are a mortal creature. You control very little. And so instead, rely on God first. He is your Father who wants to give you every good thing. And of course, as we open up the Lord's Prayer, we not only pray to God our Father, we pray to our Father who is in heaven. Here, heaven's not supposed to be a geographic place in this prayer. We're not supposed to imagine that our prayers are going to a far-off Father who is seated in some far-off place called heaven. Heaven is a word that allows us to speak about God's nearness and his availability without pinning him down to a specific geographical location. In the Bible, the word heaven is used kind of to mean God's throne room. It's where God fully controls everything. But in using heaven, we recognize that it's a fact that God is everywhere. God is not located in an actual room or an actual throne. Wherever there is existence, wherever there is being, there is God. And so when we pray to God in heaven, we're being reminded that God is here. He's near. And being near, he's able to hear our prayers, to listen to them, and to answer them. He is never far from us. And that's ultimately the good news of Ash Wednesday. We can never go anywhere that God is not. Yes, we will return to the dust. We will die. We will be put in a grave. We will be returned to the earth in one way or another. But we will not be separated from our loving Father. And so in the Lord's Prayer, we get to address God precisely as Christ does, which is as Father. And so it's in Christ that we get to share this confidence of knowing that nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. Nothing in this world, nothing out of this world, not even death will separate us from God, for he is our loving Father. Amen. Friends in Christ, today with the whole church, we enter the time of remembering Jesus' Passover from death to life, and our life in Christ is renewed. We begin this holy season by acknowledging our need for repentance and for God's mercy. We We are created to experience joy and communion with God, to love one another, and to live in harmony with creation but our sinful rebellion separates us from God, our neighbors, and creation, so that we do not enjoy the life our Creator intended. As disciples of Jesus, we are called to a discipline that contends against evil and resist whatever leads us away from the love of God and neighbor. I invite you, therefore, to the discipline of Lent, self-examination and repentance, prayer and fasting, sacrificial giving and works of love, strengthened by the gifts of word and sacrament. And let us continue our journey through these 40 days to the great three days of Jesus' death and resurrection. And now let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most holy and merciful God, we confess to you and to one another and before the whole company of heaven that we have sinned by our fault by our own fault by our own most grievous fault in thought word and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone we have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves we have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven have mercy on us O god We have shut our ears to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ. We have grieved your Holy Spirit. Have Have mercy mercy on us, O God. God. Our past unfaithfulness, the pride, envy, hypocrisy, and apathy that have infected our lives, we confess to you. Have Have mercy mercy on us, O God. God. Our self-indulgent appetites and ways, and our exploitation of other people, we confess to you, have Have mercy mercy on us, O God. Our negligence in prayer and worship and our failure to share the faith that is in us, we confess to you, have Have mercy mercy on us, O God. God. Our neglect of human need and suffering and our indifference to injustice and cruelty, we confess to you, have Have mercy mercy on us, O God. Our false judgments, our uncharitable thoughts toward our neighbors, In our prejudice and contempt toward those who differ from us, we confess to you. Have have mercy mercy on us, us, O God. God. Our waste and pollution of your creation and our lack of concern for those who come after us, we confess to you. Have have mercy mercy on on us, us, O God. Restore us, O God, and let your anger depart from us. Hear hear us, us, O God, God, for your mercy mercy is is great. Almighty God, you have created us out of the dust of the earth. May these ashes that we will receive be a sign of our mortality and penitence, reminding us that only by the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ are we given eternal life through the same Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. At this time, all who would like to receive the sign of ashes as a sign of your repentance may come forward. Congregation, I again invite you to stand. Accomplish in us, O God, the work of your salvation, that we may show forth your glory in the world by the cross and passion of your Son, our Savior. Help with all your saints to the joy of his resurrection. And almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Amen. Now let us pray to the God of all mercy for the church, for the world, and for all of those in need. O God of forgiveness, you know the transgressions of our hearts bodies and minds break our hearts over our sins and cleanse and renew them by your holy word and sacrament lord in your mercy blessed lord you have called your people to be reconciled to you in christ grant steadfast pure and courageous hearts to all ministers that through all things they would remain ministers of your grace lord in your mercy Hear our Heavenly Father, you instruct your people in the way of righteousness. Grant us faithful hearts that in the Lenten days to come we would serve you and our fellow man in selfless love and find our reward only in you. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Almighty God, look graciously on our nation and its leaders, all civil servants, and those who protect us and work for the common good. Drive away all disease and all fear from us. Grant peace to us. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, behold in mercy all who are sick, who suffer and who rejoice. Be with all expectant mothers, all whose work is dangerous, the unemployed, those near death, and those who mourn. Comfort us who are dust and must return to dust with the promise that a broken and contrite heart you will never despise. Lord, in your mercy, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have sent your only Son into our flesh to offer himself as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. Trusting in his mercy, bring us in repentance and faith to your altar to eat his body and to drink his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Lord, in your mercy, graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. For to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now the peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. Holy God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts toward those who hunger in any way, that all may know your care, and prepare us now to feast on the bread of life, Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful Father, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. You call your people to cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast that renewed in the gift of baptism, we may come to the fullness of your grace and so with all the choirs of angels with the church on earth and the host of heaven we praise your name and join their unending hymn Are you, O God of the universe? Your mercy is everlasting, and your faithfulness endures from age to age. Praise to you for creating the heavens and the earth. Praise to you for saving the earth from the waters of the flood. Praise to you for bringing the Israelites safely through the sea. Praise to you for leading your people through the wilderness to the land of milk and honey. Praise to you for the words and deeds of Jesus, your anointed one. Praise to you for the death and resurrection of Christ. And praise to you for your spirit poured out on all nations. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. With this bread and cup we remember our Lord's Passover from death to life and we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ Christ is is risen. Christ will come again. O God of resurrection and new life, pour out your Holy Spirit on us and on these gifts of bread and wine, bless this feast, grace our table with your presence, reveal yourself to us in the breaking of the bread, raise us up as the body of Christ for the world, breathe new life into us, send us forth, burning with justice, peace, and love, and with your holy ones of all times and places, with the earth and all of its creatures, with sun, moon, and stars, We praise you, O God, blessed and holy trinity, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, Father, who who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. A taste and see that the Lord is good. Thanks be to God. congregation. I invite you to stand. Let us pray. We give you thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Amen.